is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. The performances of late just have not been good enough. You don't need me to tell you how the front part faithful feel about full time. Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Danny hasn't done it himself. The players need to perform on the pitch. We know these players are good enough. Action and reaction. There's the equaliser. Slow motion. It finds its way into the bottom corner. The new incoming manager needs to be able to deliver success quickly. Giving Pompey fans a voice. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Come on, let's show some ambition. Get us a name. Let's get Pompey out of League One. It's been too long. This is the Football Hour. I cannot highlight how important this next two, three weeks are for the future of this football club. FA Cup defeat to Premier League and Champions League outfit Tottenham Hotspur for managerless Pompey. Kane comes deep to receive the ball for Tottenham outside the penalty area. Into the box, 1-2, gets it back, chance for Kane! What a goal! Harry Kane masses it past Griffith. There's nothing the Portsmouth goalkeeper can do. A loss but a spirited performance saw the Blues bow out at the third round stage with Harry Kane's second half strike the only goal to separate the sides in North London. We'll take a listen to what interim boss Simon Bassey had to say on tonight's show. Ultimately we've come up short, individual piece of magic from a world-class player with a world-class moment and uh, yeah, tough to take but really proud of the boys' effort. And we will also be reviewing what went down at Prince's Park yesterday afternoon where the Pompey women were also in FA Cup action. Drops the Girasoli, second chance on the follow-up, deflected and looping in, cleared off the line and the referee says it's not crossed. So Portsmouth still with defending to do, remarkable clearance but now... And it seems maybe the referee received information from the linesman on the far right-hand side. No goal line technology in this ground, of course. So it is London City line, S is one, Portsmouth nil, but in the strangest way. Defeat to a higher opposition there as well for Jay Sadler, who was very pleased of the effort shown from his team in their clash with the London City Lionesses. It was that tight. It was a game hinged on moments. And I'm not blaming anyone for it. At the end of the day, all I'm looking at is going, we've taken the top of the league above all the way to the trenches and back in 94 minutes and I couldn't be more prouder. Defender Nicole Barrett was one of the standout performers in that game. She also spoke to Express FM after the full-time whistle. Everyone's buzzing off that performance. I think we played really well as a team. Individually, we had some fantastic spells as well. I don't think there's anything that we could really have done any better than that. And somewhere on yet another busy edition of the show this evening, we'll hear from the Blues' first signing of the January transfer window, Riley Towler, who made the move from Bristol City official on Friday. It's a massive club, just being a football fan, you know how big Pompey is. I'm delighted to be here and I can't wait to get started. You'd be a fool to miss this, so stay right there and don't move a muscle. You're listening to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and a warm welcome along to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Driven to you, as always, by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can prepay for your ticket and even track your bus on a live map as well. You can also visit stagecoachbus.com for more information. So, on the way tonight, as you've just heard in the intro there, plenty to come between now and seven, including a review of the Pompey women's game with the London City Lionesses at Prince's Park in Dartford in the third round of the FA Cup yesterday afternoon. We'll also preview the first of 
two trips to Bolton Wanderers for the men this week. That takes place in the Papa John's Trophy tomorrow evening. We'll come on to preview that game a little later on. We'll also hear the thoughts of Riley Towler, defender from Bristol City, signed for the Blues for an undisclosed fee on Friday evening. But before all of that, we're going to start off on Saturday morning. It was a 12.30 kickoff at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for Pompey and Spurs in the third round of the FA Cup. Managerless Blues, led by Simon Bassey on an interim charge, had gone to North London with the hope and expectation of a decent performance, not much faith of a result. However, they took it right to the wire and it took a moment of magic from the England captain to separate the two teams. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Ninety minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He's gone. This is you want to believe it. Pompey live. We are underway here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Pompey immediately send it long to the left-hand side. Bishop nods in field. Morel gets it. Pompey will go down that left again. And Pompey have got it through Morrison out to this right-hand side to Swanson in Spurs territory. Long ball looking towards Bishop. Bishop battling for it. Pack it with the second ball. Tried to take it round Saar. Team will get into the box. Bishop's free. Bishop looks for Hackett. Hackett with the overhead kick. And Forster pushes it wide and away for a Pompey corner. Swanson coming in field. Kane is challenged by Morel, who then challenges Son. The Kane challenge was an excellent one. The Son one was a foul. And Spurs have got a free kick. Kane steps up. He'll strike it right-footed. Terrible into the wall. He'll get it again. And it's still there for Tottenham. Sessegnon's cross is a good one. And the header is a terrible one from Davinson Sanchez. He got up too early and he heads it over the bar nil now. Son hugging the touchline. He's got an option outside him in Sessegnon. Doesn't want to use it. Does whip across. Good one to the far post. Royals header is off the post. And into the hands of Josh Griffiths. And Tottenham are inches away from taking the lead. Kane comes deep to receive the ball for Tottenham outside the penalty area. Into the box. 1-2. Gets it back. Chance for Kane. What a goal. Harry Kane smashes it past Griffiths. It's a brilliant strike. There's nothing the Portsmouth goalkeeper can do. Harry Kane breaks the deadlock here. It's Tottenham 1, Spurs 0. Spurs try and break force again. Royale trying to get there ahead of Q, and he does. And it's loose for Sun in the penalty area. And Sun shot high and wide. And it's a goal kick. And suddenly gaps that were not there in the first half are appearing at the back for Pompey 1-0. Back to goal. Hackett goes through the legs of Skip and then loses it to Hill, who skips past Morel. Slides in and wins the ball back to Portsmouth. And suddenly there is a chance forward. Swanson's got Tonicliffe on the overlap. Swanson wants it back. Swanson into the penalty area. To Dale to hit it and it's blocked. Pompey works the shooting opportunity. They just couldn't make it count. Full-time whistle goes inside the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Portsmouth FA Cup run has come to an end. But it's been a performance that the more than 8,500 Pompey fans can certainly be proud of and will be proud of. They pushed a top Premier League side on their own turf all the way 
and have gone down to a single goal. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there of a fantastic day at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, despite defeat for the Blues in the FA Cup third round. 1-0 for scoreline there. Harry Kane strike on the 50th minute, separating the Premier League and the League One team. And on hand to join me to review all of the action from Saturday and, of course, yesterday's FA Cup Vitality Women's game with the London City Lionesses against the Pompey Women. I have both Tom Malley and Ian Chiverton. Tom, We'll start with you. Good evening, my friend. Good evening, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, reeling off of, a, strangely, um, a, a positive weekend for, for both the men and the women's side uh, who failed to score a goal and failed to secure any sort of victory, but it's been, it's been a big positive nonetheless. We'll start with the men's trip to Spurs on Saturday to come away from that with only a 1-0 defeat, given the strong lineup that that Antonio Conte's side put out. Not bad. No, not bad at all. I think that probably would have been one of our best performances, or at least top three over the past two months for sure. Um, to be fair, that's not really been hard to beat. But yeah, no, I was really happy with what I saw. Um, not really many complaints, if if any, uh, to be honest, for me. Um, I thought we made a great account of ourselves against the Premier League sides. All right, they rested a few players, but there were still the likes of Kane and Son and Attack. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I was happy with what I saw. And alongside yourself, Tom, tonight we have, as we did on Friday evening, to preview the big FA Cup weekender here on Express FM. Now, to review what we've seen over the past couple of days, we have Pompey women's superfan Ian Chiverton. Chiv, great, as always, to have you on. Well, thanks for having me back. And it's, uh, it's I would say, a long time no see. We had you on the show Friday. You were uh, joining us for the half-time analysis at Prince's Park yesterday afternoon. That's the game we're going to come on to in the next stage of the show, Chiff. But we will go back to North London on Saturday. The hurricane strike separating the two teams, as myself and Tom have just mentioned. And a pretty good goal as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a really good goal. And... Um... You know, you don't mind, you know, you don't want to lose any time. But, you know, if the England captain scores the winner, then, you know, <laughs> is there a good way to lose? I mean, we've had some famous people say that, haven't we? But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a, a proud day for the club, really, wasn't it? Because it's um, the Charlton game wasn't very nice at full time. I was a bit upset with some of our fellow supporters, the way they behaved at full time. But then you then you have the match like that on Saturday and you, you just suddenly re- remember quite why you go to games. Mm. It, it's for things like that, isn't it, that... It felt like a proper old school match on Saturday. Yeah. Was it a good way to lose? Kenny Jacket, get in touch if you're listening. 81400, <laughs> our number to text. Start your message with the word express. You can also get in touch if you're not Kenny Jacket uh, at ExpressFM on Twitter. You can email sport at expressfm.com or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. And a few of you getting in touch uh, already. Lee Davies on Twitter. Super proud of the lads for a great team effort against Tottenham on Saturday. To go in at half time, nil nil with a team who compete in the Champions League. World class players is something special. The boys done us proud. What a performance. Kane class shown in the end. Player Pompey Lee Davies on Twitter. And it was exactly that, wasn't it, Tom? It was a good performance after what has been a difficult week at Fratton Park with the dismissal of Danny Cowley. They went to Tottenham Hotspur with something to prove, perhaps, to the 8,880 supporters who made the trip up for that game. And the, the overwhelming response we've seen since that match, and one of the biggest words we've seen on social media, is proud. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's reunited the fans and the team uh, together once more again. I think the fans were happy with what they saw. 
the team clearly needed to come out and, and give something. I mean, they were never expected to win, don't get me wrong. I think no one was expecting us to go there and win. Um, you know, obviously you get the magic of the FA Cup, anything can happen. But realistically, from what we've seen recently, um, there were no expectations. But um, yeah, I mean, a 1-0 defeat away, a, a team like Spurs, I mean, it could have been a lot, lot worse. Um, it was still 0-0 at half-time and um, there were plenty of positives to take. Absolutely. OK, we've heard from both Tom Chiv and we heard from Lee Davies on Twitter. But what did interim boss Simon Bassey think of his side's performance against Tottenham Hotspur on Saturday? He spoke to Max Swatton shortly after the full-time whistle. Well, Bass, a monumental effort from the lads. But your thoughts on a 1-0 defeat at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Festival? Yeah, mixed feelings, really. Really proud of the players, really proud of their efforts. Uh, I thought they gave everything out there today. Um, and ultimately, we've come up short with a individual piece of magic from a world-class player uh, with a world-class moment and uh, yeah tough to take but you know really proud of the boys effort we'll talk about the fans next they were brilliant today 8,808 of them in your way and how how good were they from the touchline down here yeah absolutely brilliant you know uh, you could hear them all game right behind the boys as they are always um, and I spoke to the players at the end in the huddle there and, and, and said to him, you know, what a privilege it is to play in front of these fans and uh, we need to give them more uh, days like today um, and that's our minimum requirement now, you know, that has to be us. You know, we're, we're uh, too good a team, we've got too many good players um, to be on the run we're on currently, um, but we are and we have to address that and I think if we turn up in League One every week and give the effort that we give today, um, we'll be alright we'll be more than alright As I said earlier monumental effort brilliant performances all round today you can't have many complaints can you? No listen if, you know I expect you know maximum effort minimum requirement maximum effort uh, for all the boys give that and you know if you have to motivate players to turn up today and play in this beautiful stadium it's, we've got some real problems so we don't We've got some really good players here and, and we need to build on the, on today's performance uh, and take that forward and hopefully we'll, we'll pick some results up. We'll single out Zach Swanson. How good did you think he was today? Yeah, excellent. I, I told him at the end of the game, if he plays like that every week, he'll play here every week. I thought he was that good. Um, so there's a challenge to Zach because what we see today was a real high level of performance. Um, for 90 minutes, right to the end, he looked top draw, and I'm um, really pleased for him because he's a really good kid, um, and he works his game, and we'll help him with that. But so I'm really pleased with myself was with with all of them. I thought everyone gave a really good shift. Joe Morrell back in the team, um, getting some rhythm into his game uh, after a difficult season so far. I thought it was excellent. You know, Ryan Tunnicliffe effort. You know, Owen Dow, I thought, was sensational in, in moments a day. And we just yard and half, inch and half away from getting him in a couple of times at the end. And if anyone deserved a goal, it, it would have been him. So, no, so really pleased. I thought our shape was good. You know, back three, pre-centre-halves, excellent. You know, midfield boys in front of it, really good. So, no, really pleased with our, our shape today. Um, but we have to move on and, and every game's a different game. And as you said earlier, just finally, this today sets the standard for the rest of the League One campaign. What can you take from this? How can you move forward from this? Well, I think we can take confidence because, you know, we've not often Tottenham, you know, they, they weren't rushing around at the end. Um, 
So we can take confidence from that. But ultimately, you know, we've got to build on that and and that's the challenge for us as a group. Um, and that's something we need to start with on Tuesday. Simon Bassey speaking there after Pompey's 1-0 defeat to Tottenham Hotspur in the FA Cup on Saturday afternoon. Dave Byrne on the emails has got in touch. Good evening, Jake. Fantastic effort both on and off the field against Spurs and standout displays from Zach Swanson and Joe Morrell. The mood in football can change so quickly and we now need to use Saturday as fuel for the rest of the season with the players that we had missing that would, if available, definitely have played there. Can be no further excuses. Spurs did not press us hard uh, today and that would probably have helped us a bit, but we were beaten only by a moment of brilliance. On the topic of a new manager, it would be Chris Wilder, Dean Smith or Sean Deitch for me. Ambitious, I know, but we need to be, says Dave, who continues by saying I'm not really a Lee Bowyer fan and am undecided on the links with Robbie Keane. With regard to squad changes, there has to be arguments of both Joe Pigger and Josh Caroma returning to their parent clubs. If we can replace them with better options, I think we need to, if possible. Play up Pompey, Dave in lists uh, on the emails there. Thank you, Dave, for getting in touch, as always. And and uh, Thompson want to touch upon a point mentioned by, by Dave within that email, and that is the impressive performances not only by the squad on Saturday, but in particular Zach Swanson and Joe Morrell. We'll start with Zach Swanson, who he had Huingman Son in his back pocket, didn't he? Oh, poor performance. That might have been one of the performances of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, he was, he was brilliant. Probably um, had an extra bit of fire in his belly being an ex-Arsenal boy, but um, nonetheless, that was a top quality performance. It was just, it was so solid and it wasn't afraid to get forward. I don't think he put a single foot wrong um, off the top of my head. Um, absolutely no complaints for that. And if he, if he can do that for the rest of the season, then um, he will be absolutely massive for us. Joe Morrell also mentioned within that email, Chiv, and there have been plenty of calls on social media uh, over the past sort of seven days or so about Joe Morrell and, and the kind of commitment and the, the sort of the desire and the leadership qualities he's displayed over the past seven to ten days and a lot of calls for him potentially to be the next Pompey captain. Of course, Clark Robertson is the current club captain. Do you think that's you know, a potential for the Blues to go forward with? Or, or do you think that Clark Robertson's doing a good enough job in that role? I mean, it's really hard to say, isn't it? Because um, we can only see from the stands what's what's going on. And we don't know, like, a, a new manager or coach will come in and, and pick their own captain. But I've been really impressed by him in the media. I mean, I think uh, he's been relatively quiet in the media since he signed for a player of his stature. You know, he's an international He's been very vocal in the last few weeks and uh, listening to his interviews, he's an impressive character, isn't he? He's um, mm. a very good player, like rate him a lot. And he's been excellent the last couple of games. And, you know, players like him and, and Swanson, you know, they're, they're the players that we're trying to build a squad around. And it's really exciting to see them playing so well recently. Yeah. We mentioned the impressive display and the, the, the passion we saw on Saturday, Thomas. Something we've been longing to see from this Pompey squad for quite a while. We had no complaints at the weekend in regards to that. However, if if we're thinking ahead to the upcoming Papa John's Trophy game against Bolton tomorrow, the league game again at Bolton on Saturday, and the fact that Pompey have gone... 14 games in the league recently and have only picked up one win. The question is, Tom, where has that performance been over the past three months? Because ultimately, Danny and, Cowley, Danny and Nicky Cowley have lost their jobs because of recent results. But you play like you did on Saturday and it could be a different story. 
Yeah, well, I think it goes back to what Joe Morrell said as well after the game. He said we can't just put in performances like that just because it's Tottenham away. It has to be done every week in League One. Um, so, you know, it's it's down to them now to show that that wasn't just a one-off. Um, it has to be done every week. And as for where that's been the last few months, absolutely no idea. Um, God knows what's been going on, really, and where that performance has been. But, hmm. you know, I just hope that it means that it's the start of the turnaround and um, they'll they'll be able to show it more consistently from now on. Yeah, uh, just a dad from Pompey is the name of this uh, this person on Twitter who's got in touch saying very good performance, huge efforts from all of the playing staff and the eight thousand plus fans. Strong teamwork against a very strong Premier League side. Carry on with that, and I think we'll be all right this season. Hashtag ups the blues. Uh, just a dad from Pompey on Twitter, and we'll end with that uh, fantastic performance on Saturday for the men against Tottenham Hotspur in the FA Cup. Unfortunately, bowing out at that round of the competition and uh, yeah and a big hand to all of the support supporters who travel up to North London selling up that away end taking 8,880 fans to North London fantastic commitment and fantastic noise throughout the entire game as well it has to be said okay coming up then we've discussed in brief the men's defeat to Spurs on Saturday but after the break attention turns to yesterday's FA Cup third round tie between the London City Lionesses and the Pompey women and we'll take a listen to what head coach Jay Sadler had to say after the game I think a Pompey women's side a couple of years ago would have folded, would have caved in. Um, we come in at half-time and our mantra was to be in the game. We're always in the game. And even at 93-59, we're in the game. 94, we're in the game. And we're creating... We wanted to create chaos. If they wanted to play at 100 miles an hour, we were playing at 101. And we did that. And I couldn't be more proud of the girls. And I said, if you put on a performance like that against Ipswich and against Cardiff or Plymouth in the Cup and then against MK Dons, I think we can go on and, and have a really successful season. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7 pm every day, you can take advantage of a night rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Good evening and welcome back to part two of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. You can visit their website right now, stagecoachbus.com, for more information on the services they can provide in your area, as well as what they are doing to make their transportation cleaner and greener throughout the South Coast and Hampshire and beyond as well. You welcome you join us here on part two of the Football Hour this evening. We've already reviewed the action from Saturday's uh, FA Cup men's defeat to Tottenham Hotspur in North London. 1-0 separated by Harry Kane were Spurs and Pompey. But now we come on to the Pompey women who were also in FA Cup action over the weekend. On Sunday, they travelled to Prince's Park, home of Dartford FC of the National League South, but also the London City Lionesses for an FA Cup third round tie. And the London City Lionesses, top of the Barclays Championship, come up against the third tier Pompey women. And Jay Sadler's side, although, like the men on Saturday, expected not to come away with too much from the game, had full faith and belief of something happening at Prince's Park. Here's a recap of what happened in Dartford. 
huge opportunity presents itself to Portsmouth for a trip away to Tottenham Hotspur and away. Harney back into midfield, row bottom to Younger, and Younger just lifts it out to that left central position. Loose in midfield, where Nolan picks it up for London City. And the championship side will look to get forward quickly up this left flank through Lucy Fitzgerald, but a wonderful sliding challenge from Nicole Barra holds any progress. Sarah Ewans was trying to make up the left flank. Bounces through a crowd to Ewans. Ewans able to turn and play in the left wing back. Fitzgerald, edge of the area, crossing, deflecting up in the air to Jamie Lee Napier. Headed away first by Robottom, but no one's on the second ball. So Ewans picks it back up. Ewans looking just to set it off to Sinead Hopcroft. Hopcroft back to Ewans, 20 yards out. Forces a fantastic save out of Hannah Horton, but it's back out to Napier. And Horton saves again, and that shows you just how important Hannah Horton is. Well, double save means it's still nil-nil here in Dartford. Ewins goes under her foot, Portsmouth haven't cleared properly, drops the Girasoli, second chance on the follow-up, deflected and looping in, cleared off the line, and the referee says it's not crossed, so Portsmouth still with defending to do. Remarkable clearance, but now it seems the goal has been quite the delay. And it seems maybe the referee received information from the linesman on the far right-hand side. No goal line technology in this ground, of course. So it is London City Lionesses 1, Portsmouth 0. But in the strangest way you could imagine, a shot cleared off the line. A good 20 to 25 seconds pass. The referee then decides, given as a London City Lionesses goal, Rolf under pressure, forces the ball out to the right-hand side. Bell has to run backwards to pick it up, but she's going the right direction now. Back to Rowbottom, and Portsmouth will just settle the ball. As I say that, Younger digs out a wonderful switch into the path of Quirk, left wing. Chance for Quirk to run at Joel. She's fancied that matchup so far. Cutting in field, laying off the lane. Lay takes it in stride, left foot shot deflected and into the arms of Yanez. The best we've seen of the Blues from the right wing. In it goes, chip towards Yanez. Goalkeeper flaps at it, might drop at the edge of the area for Hardy. Instead, it's five towards goal, off the boot of Bell. It was destined for the top corner, but screen across her goal was Shea Yanez tipping it over the bar with a strong left hand. A 1-0 defeat for the Pompey women at the hands of the London City Lionesses on Sunday at Prince's Park in the third round of the Vitality Women's FA Cup. Ian Chiverton alongside us tonight to go through uh, all of the events of that game. Chiv, um, first of all, uh, what a reflection that was on Saturday's men's defeat to Tottenham. It, it, it had the same sort of story, didn't it? The expectation quite low but the belief still there of course as it is in the FA Cup and, and actually after the game when you when you re- reflect on it quite unlucky for the Blues Yeah it was very unlucky and um, I think yeah like I say the games followed very similar patterns and I think for those who are listening and perhaps not familiar with the the context of the challenge that faced the girls yesterday you know you've got we're also for an amateur outfit in terms of we don't pay our players um, and, you know, even though the club is run much more professionally than that, we don't pay our players. London City were a full team of full-time staff, full-time mm. professionals. There is a monumental gap between the two teams in that sense. Um, and on the pitch yesterday, a neutral, you wouldn't be able to tell that. The girls were absolutely fantastic yesterday. Um, and it, in the end, it, it was two very, very contentious decisions away from mm. a giant killing for Pompey, you know, a, the shot off the line, which, you know, even looking back at our vlog footage on that's on YouTube now, like you, you just can't tell if that's over the line. And yeah. you don't want to be too bitter about it, but, you know, 
the performance was just unbelievable from the girls. That they really did the club proud yesterday, and the performance did warrant uh, something more of it, more than just being you know, dumped out of the FA Cup. It was fantastic to cover the game here on Express FM as part of our FA Cup weekend. But you mentioned the goal chip that was given up, the one goal to separate the two teams. We mentioned London City Lionesses top of the Championship, doing very well. Not often do they not only concede goals, but they don't lose games uh, this season. With that decision, you mentioned you don't want to be bitter. Of course, we don't. But you know, we are we are a Pompey channel, and that goal at Princes Park. There's no VAR. There's no goal line technology, and and quite frankly, you know, the, the officials they're not professional. They're not you know paid half as much as they are in the men's game. Nonetheless, if if a ball is that close to going over the line, if it takes fifteen twenty seconds to make up your mind, is it worth giving a goal? If, if you're not sure on it straight away whether it's crossed the line or not does it warrant a, a, a second chance at, at giving it you know for, for me even if it was the other way around that's that's a strange not decision if, if he sees it go over the line fair enough but to wait that long to give the goal was bizarre yeah it's a bit of a weird one and I heard him mention something about a buzzer in the goal that tells him it goes over the line. I mean, I don't even know what the rest talking about with that. I mean, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, the linesman was not... You can see clearly from our footage that, you know, the linesman was not in at the corner flag, mm-hmm. so she wouldn't have been able to see along the line. Um, and even if you slow it down to literally frame by frame, there's, there's just no way you can tell if it's gone over or not. And the ref was, in, was on the penalty spot, so he wouldn't have been able to tell either. So they've literally just guessed. Um, unless they've got technology we didn't know about, they've mm-hmm. just guessed that it's gone in. Um, and that's really disappointing because, you know, ultimately, early on in the game, that's 15 minutes in, you're probably thinking, OK, well, it's probably one of maybe a couple we'll concede today. We didn't concede again. No. Uh, and it's cost us a tie. So, um you know, I've decided not to to linger on it too much. You know, I know Jay's trying not to either. And, you know, the London City staff were very um, gracious in, in their victory. They were, you know, they realised they've, they've got away with one there. And I think that the biggest thing you can notice that the, the London City players in the last 10 minutes, they were running it into the corner to run the timeout. Yeah. That's a fully professional outfit desperately holding on at the end. And, you know, I, I saw a Pompey fan, I'd, I won't obviously name him, but I saw him tearing up at the end of the game, you know, because the the effort that the players put in to take that to the last minute, mm. that's, that means a lot to Pompey fans. And yeah. I know those who don't follow the women's team would appreciate that from what the men did on Saturday. It means a lot when our teams represent the badge like that. Yeah. yeah nice segue there into Jay Sadler. We heard from him after the game at Prince's Park yesterday and how he felt after the defeat to London City Lionesses. Pompey's women out of the FA Cup. A 1-0 loss uh, away at London City Lionesses and a man standing in front of me, Jay Sadler, Pompey women boss. Um, quite. I, I said to Jake after full time, do you remember this feeling? Yeah. Yes. Feel familiar? Yes, it feels like yesterday all over again, really. Um, no, listen, we, we, we had three objectives coming into the game to outwork them, job done, to outfight them, job done, to outplay them. I think we were just off in moments, but they train five times a week. They're a fully professional outfit. And it was defined on two moments. Although Hannah Horton has pulled off three or four very, very good saves, I think their keeper did as well in the first half. There's two moments of the big questions, is the ball over the line? Because they got the goal from it. And was Annie Rolf offside? Now, if both of them are yes, they've won 1-0. If both of them are no, then we could have come away 1-0 winners. Um, it was that tight. It was a game hinged on moments. And I'm not blaming anyone for it. 
at the end of the day, all I'm looking at is going, we've taken the top of the league above all the way to the trenches and back in 94 minutes and I couldn't be more prouder. You mentioned you mentioned those two big moments. Let's start with the with the goal. Um, we said to Evie Gain, they're not professional referees, so they're going to make wrong decisions. Is the frustration more in the sense of the indecision as such and the delay? Yeah, and also our defending it, it was a bit scrappy. So we've given them a moment. We tried to clear it, it's come back, it's bouncing and around, and they've had the moment. And at the end of the day, there was an indecision, I think, from the, the fourth official, described that as the, the assistant's given it. Um, the referee hasn't seen it for whatever. The game's carried on playing, and, and then there was an indecision to give it. But at the end of the day, she's made her decision, um, and we've got to respect that. And what I was more proud of was the way we responded. Um, I think a Pompey women's side a couple of years ago would have folded, would have caved in. Um, we come in at half-time, and our mantra was to be in the game we're always in the game and even at 93.59 we're in the game 94 we're in the game and we're creating we wanted to create chaos if they wanted to play at 100 mile an hour we were playing at 101 and we did that and I couldn't be more proud of the girls and I said if you put on a performance like that against Ipswich and against Cardiff or Plymouth in the cup and then against MK Dons I think we can go on and have a really successful season and, and for you we mentioned that the physicality at half-time, the fact that you were matching them so much physically, and, and they seemed they seemed pretty rattled, London City. You know, when they went in, we could see their management staff having having conversations and looking fairly rattled. Was that a conscious effort to to make sure we we're out physic physicaling them? That's not a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, out, out working them and out fighting them. And obviously, you might have heard me on the sidelines, so do apologise about that. It was a game <laughs> we, did, where... <laughs> we actually didn't have to apologise for your language once. We, you, were, was... you were very close, and I was worried, but we were yeah. all good. No, we try we try and keep it to a to a minimum. But no, we we wanted to fight. I was fighting for them as well. Listen, they, they gave everything. Uh, you got fans coming off who come all the way here, and a massive massive thank you to them. Going, that was a Pompey performance. We were proud to come away from that game, and and we are too. And, and that was it. We wanted to get in their faces. We wanted to be right on their toe to toe. They turn, we're there. Um, we wanted to suffocate them want to be there and I think the biggest compliment half time they made four changes there you go girls they're, 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 do you know what I mean they're not liking this physicality and then towards the end we've got eight minutes to go they're putting a the ball in the corner they're trying all the dark arts to slow down the top of the championship this London City line this team they're a very very good team by the way and some of the passes you play the way they broke through our press and the way they switched and the way they got our back line they're a good team and they caused us a lot of problems but our players come up with solutions today and they kept themselves in the game and they gave them we were, we were one big moment away from, from the next round the FA Cup but we've got to take positives from this now into our league game next week against Ipswich that's got to be the biggest thing now you mentioned changes uh, for London City line SSJ yourself made changes in that game game made Golden Tierney Scott uh, Ella Humphrey coming on what was thinking behind those substitutions and what do you think they added to this match yeah and I've also got to take a little bit of accountability I apologise for the substitutes we're not used to having three windows to make opportunities so we made the three windows without realising and weren't able to get other players on the pitch so I've got to take accountability for that but no we we obviously changed it in terms of Nehani was doing superb well sticking the ball up but we felt we needed a little bit more legs and, and energy running in behind which Ella, uh, Ella Humphrey sorry gave us um, then Tierney for Leanne was just a straight swap Leanne's physical outputs were really high what she gave us was phenomenal um, but we know T can be a massive impact player she's got an arrogance about her where she can get at players and towards the end we switched the system up we gone with wing backs to, to get them high and wide to get three players on their three to really try and take the game sending Jazz towards the last stages we've had moments and it just didn't come to us but we were, um, listen like I keep saying that I can't be more prouder of this group um, I can't be more prouder of the 
staff, the the plan. Listen, they've been training all over Christmas. Where we've had time off and, and, and look out, look look at the performance. What specifically do you take away from today and take into the next weeks? So we mentioned about the men yesterday. Today, what do you what do you learn and take away from it? I think the biggest thing psychologically um, is the spirit, the Pompey spirit. We saw it yesterday. You saw it again today. There's something special about Pompey, and we feel it. And these players can can breathe it and and, and that. But I think also tactically, we've got to take away a lot from our defensive structure, our defensive organisation. We've allowed them shots from outside the box, but they didn't they didn't make many uh, box entries um, or um, cause hand too many problems. Yes, there was three or four in that first half that she's done well from a little bit further out. But defensively, I think we rattled them. We we pushed them back. We were in the battle. It's just when we've got the ball, we just need to be a little bit more braver with it. We just need to secure it, play that extra pass, uh, and 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 trust our our ability to play. Um, but the outwork and the outfight was there. Now it's just about the outplaying. But we've certainly got the players. The only thing I keep asking for is just belief. And if this doesn't give them belief, then I don't know what does. The post-match thoughts of Jay Sadler following his side's one-nil defeat to the London City Lionesses at Princess Park in the FA Cup yesterday afternoon. And, and Chiv joins us, uh, continues to join us for a review of that game. Chiv, before we hear from Nicole Barrett, um, Jay mentioned within that, uh, that the kind of mentality and the kind of aspects you can take from yesterday's game, despite the defeat, but the performance and the desire, the commitment, those three words that we like to see from a Pompey side, what he can take from that match into next week's big, big game against Ipswich at Wesley Park in the league. Is that something that you are, you know, you're positive having seen the performance yesterday that the Pompey women will continue to, to break down barriers and continue in their stride as the upcoming league games continue? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I completely agree with Jay. We've got, you know, I've been um, a fan of Pompey women for the whole of Jay's management time as managers coming on, you know, what, five years now? And he's had he's had a few different teams. We've had teams made of mostly senior players, and he's now got a team which is made up of much younger players. And you know there wasn't a huge amount of expectation on them at the start of the season when we saw the younger players coming in. You know, so okay, we're going to need to give these girls time to settle. There was like Nicole Barrett is a good example. She come up from tier four to Pompey's tier three and you're thinking you know they're going to need time to settle mm. but my god have they hit the ground running yeah. like we've beaten we're the only team in our league to beat all the teams at the top we took London City Lionesses right to the wire this team are absolutely outstanding and as I said on Twitter last night all the people who go regularly can feel something special is building with our women's team mm. um, I, I can't put my finger on what they're going to do and I can't tell you when they're going to do it but I'll tell you now, our women's team is going places and it, it's uh, it's a brilliant team to come and watch right now. And hopefully also going to the John Jenkins Stadium at the end of the season when uh, the construction of that is completed as well. Chiv mentioned Nicole Barrett, one of Pompey's new defenders for this season. We spoke to her after the game yesterday as well. To be honest, the morale in the dressing room is very high at the moment. Um, everyone's buzzing off that performance. I think we played really well as a team. Um, individually, we had some fantastic spells as well. I don't think there's anything anything that we could really have done done any better than that. Um, we were very unlucky with a couple of decisions. Obviously, clearing the ball off the the goal line and then and then it being given as a goal is is devastating. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, is football? Well, I'm on that. You're you're the only person here that we've spoken to that was actually on the pitch. Um, what did you make of it? What was your sort of position? Uh, well, I was the one who cleared the ball off the line. Well, exactly. That's what I was <laughs> sort of referring to. You you were you were close to it. What what did you make? Um, 
I'm always going to say I cleared it, but the ref's going to give it as a goal. It I mean, it was one hell of a clearance, regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's devastating that, that they've given that early on. At, at, at top of the champ, and the only goal that they've scored against us is a scrappy one that was it a goal, wasn't it a goal? We, we got to hold our heads high after that performance. I think we played really well and, and collectively as a team. I mean, everyone should be proud of themselves. I'm super proud of the team. Um, proud, to, proud to wear the shirt, to be honest. And I mean, you had one hell of a game as well, especially in that second half where the heavens opened. It was it was a, a difficult half of football, I imagine, to be chasing the game. It was hard. It was hard. Um, we, were ch we were chasing the game. We were defending a lot. But, you know, we got our opportunities and we did take them. Was our goal offside? I'm not sure I wasn't in a position to see but again it's football goes your way it doesn't go your way but at the end of the day after that performance I, th I think we have got to be proud like I keep saying and, and looking ahead to the important league games coming up um, still in a really good position in the league what sort of specifically as a player do you learn from a day like this playing against a, a, such a quality side and then do you take into the coming weeks I think the biggest thing that I'll take from this is if we play like how we played today as a team the fight and the desire that we have there is no reason we can't be competing in this league next Season. Pompey women then next in action on Sunday at Wesley Park against Ipswich Town in the uh, FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division as we look to seek three points in their challenge to try and chase Oxford United at the top of the table. OK, that's it with the Pompey women then and a review of their unfortunate 1-0 defeat to the London City Lionesses in the FA Cup third round yesterday afternoon. And after the break, we'll be previewing Pompey men's uh, Papa John's Trophy tie to Bolton Wanderers, the first of two trips to the University of Bolton Stadium this week. I would also hear from new signing Riley Towler. Being more mature, really, so playing men's football week in, week out, improving all the time. I'm a left-side centre-half. I'm obviously hard-working, honest. I like to defend. I'm aggressive, but also on the ball. I like to play on the ball. I like to hit diags. I like to step in. We'll hear what he learned from his loan at Wimbledon early in the season, the type of defender he is as well, when the Football Hour returns after this quick break. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. This evening, myself, Jake Smith, alongside Tom Malley and Ian Chiverton, and we've reviewed all of the action from the weekend's FA Cup ties between Pompey men and Spurs, as well as the Pompey women and the London City Lionesses. We now move on to quickly preview tomorrow's Papa John's Trophy quarter-final tie between the Blues and Bolton Wanderers. The first of two trips to the University of Bolton Stadium for Simon Bassey's side this week. And before we come on to look ahead to that game, we're going to hear from new signing Riley Towler. He put pen to paper on Friday evening for an undisclosed fee from Bristol City and he first described what it meant to sign for Pompey. Obviously, it's a massive club. Everyone, just being a football fan, you know how big um, Pompey is. I'm delighted to be here and I can't wait to get started. You've been at Bristol City since under nine level, so how difficult of a, of a decision was it to, to make the decision to leave there? Yeah, of course, it's a 
massive decision. Obviously, I supported them since I was a kid. Obviously, going sitting in the fans and obviously getting to play for them is obviously my team. It's my boy club, but sometimes you've got to move on and uh, kick on, kickstart your career again. And I suppose on the other hand, how excited are you for a new challenge and what excites you about being at Pompey? The fans, the fans, obviously you know how big the fan base is. I, I think you got 18,000 the other day and I just can't wait to play in front of fans, can't wait to start, can't wait to meet the lads. How did the move come about? I've, I heard there was a bit of interest and obviously knowing as Pompey is a massive club, you obviously want to think about it. So um, when, when it all got a bit serious, it's definitely a move I wanted to take. You've had four loans in your career so far, most recently clubs like Grimsby and AFC Wimbledon as well this season. What can you take from these loans to improve you as a footballer? Yeah, I love, I love both loans. Um, I've learned so much, just being more mature really, so playing men's football week in, week out, improving all the time, getting more aggressive, more physical, and I think it's done me a world of good, yeah, definitely. You're a centre-back by trade. Just describe for the fans what type of player you are and some of your best attributes. I'm a left-side centre-half. I'm obviously hard-working, honest. I like, to, I like to defend. I'm aggressive, but also on the ball. I like to play on the ball. I like to hit diags. I like to step in. So, yeah. How much are you looking forward to, to meeting the group of lads? Yeah, I can't wait to come and I can't wait to start, obviously, probably my first training session Monday. So it'd be good to meet all the boys, obviously, new set of lads. So I can't, I'm looking forward to meeting them all, yeah. And it's a three-and-a-half-year deal, so you'll be looking to settle down on the south coast as well? Definitely looking to get a place down here, settle in. Obviously, I spoke to some people. It was a nice place, got some nice areas, so don't know where I'm staying yet, but um, I'll have a look at that. But I can't wait to get down there, moved in and settled in. And just finally, we're halfway through the season so far. What are your aims personally and as a team between now and the end of the campaign? Personally, is come in and kick on. Obviously, play as many games as I can, keep improving, keep working hard every day. And then as a team, obviously, the aims to get promoted. So obviously, we'll take that step in the right direction and hopefully get there. New signing, Riley Towler uh, from Bristol City, signing on a three-and-a-half-year deal. He was previously at Wimbledon earlier in this season. He's a centre-back. Tom, is that the kind of signing you think Pompey needed? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I think, to be fair, there's, there's um, recruitment needed in various areas of the pitch. But I think defence is a good place to start. Um, Left-sided centre-back, I think, is also hugely important. I think... Besides Robertson, I'm not sure who else is a left-sided centre-back. And obviously got Ogilvy, but he's, he can also play out wide. So, yeah, provides good competition. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's young. It's one for the future again, which we like, um, which we seem to be doing a lot, actually, as well. Um, and, yeah, he's he's already got a few, nearly sort of 20 appearances uh, sort of towards that number this season for Wimbledon. So he's, he's match fit. He's ready to come on. Uh, and, and sort of get ready, isn't he? Yeah. And according to Wimbledon fans, who of course have lost him after he was recalled by Bristol City and sold to Pompey. Uh, and of course, Bristol City fans as well who have lost um, him as an asset to the club. Uh, a lot of fans for both them teams disappointed to lose him. And in particular, fans of Bristol City on social media um, expressing their concern to let go such a young talent at such a cut price. Um, a cut price, according to the media reports. So Pompey seemingly getting a very good player on their hands for uh, a very good amount of money as well. Riley Towler joins the Blues on a three and a half year deal, but we won't see him tomorrow at the University of Bolton Stadium. He is cup tied for this Papa John's Trophy fixture. And uh, now to take a look ahead to this week's opposition, Bolton Wanderers is Mason Jordan. Up 
after the Blues were dumped out of the FA Cup on Saturday, it's now time for the Papa John's Trophy and the first of two trips to the University of Bolton Stadium this week. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Harry Kane's second half strike in North London saw Pompey bow out to their Premier League opponents, but now we move to the quarterfinals of the Pizza Cup. Bolton Wanderers stand in the way of the Blues and the semi-finals. Manager. Bolton are guided by former Chesterfield and Blackpool defender Ian Everett. The 41-year-old was confirmed as their new head coach in July of 2020 after a week of uncertainty. With Bolton's initial approach to Nabham off of Barrow rejected by the League 2 outfit. Both sides were able to agree a compensation fee of around a quarter of a million pounds just days later. Although Everett lost his first four competitive games in charge of the Trotters, he was able to lead them to a successful season in the fourth tier, winning automatic promotion on the final day of the season, following a 4-1 victory over Crawley Town. His role was changed from head coach to manager after just six months at the helm, and he has since gone on to record 65 wins from 139 competitive games in charge. One to watch. 27-year-old Amadou Bakayoko has been earmarked as our one to watch this time around. The Sierra Leonean striker joined the club in the summer of 2021 and is now deep into his second season with the Trotters, bagging 16 goals from 57 competitive matches since his arrival from Coventry City. Bakayoko is currently Bolton's leading scorer in the Papa John's Trophy alongside former Blues target Kieran Sadlier, with both forwards netting three times in the competition so far this campaign. Top scorer. Since arriving midway through last season, 27-year-old striker Dion Charles has been a revelation for Bolton. The striker joined on a three-and-a-half-year deal for a reported fee of around £320,000. That was back in January of 2021 from League One rival Akraton Stanley and he has since found the back of the net on 19 occasions for the Trotters. Charles this season has scored eight league goals as well as two in the Papa John's Trophy and one in the Carabao Cup. More strikes than any of his teammates so far. Current form. To reach this stage of the competition, Bolton claimed seven points from a possible nine in the group stages, which for them consisted of Crew Alexandra, the Leeds United under-21s and Tranmere Rovers, with the latter finishing run up and also progressing to the knockout stages. A round of 32 victory by three goals to two at home to Barrow was followed by a 4-0 win over the Manchester United under-21s in the last 16 as the Trotters sealed their spot in the quarters. Ian Everett's side are also doing well in League One this season, currently sitting fifth in the table after 25 games. That's 10 points ahead of the Blues in 13th. They're unbeaten in five across all competitions, with their most recent outing a stalemate with high-flying Plymouth Argyle at the University of Bolton Stadium. Who will prevail in part one of this week's set of clashes between Bolton Wanderers and Portsmouth? Who will book their place into the semi-finals of the Papa John's Trophy? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Thank you, Mason Jordan. A closer look into this week's opposition, Bolton Wanderers, the first of two trips to the University of Bolton Stadium for the Blues coming up tomorrow night in the Papa John's Trophy. Now just two victories away from another trip to Wembley Stadium in that competition awaits for the Blues. Some news to bring you from the weekend then and that is of course Jay Mingi. Uh, we heard news of his injury but he picked up in training last week not involved in the trip to Spurs on Saturday. He faces between six and eight weeks out with a knee 
issue but he told Jordan Cross at the news that he'll be back in four hopefully um, Jay Mingy out for a considerable amount of weeks nonetheless um, Bolton Wanderers tomorrow's opposition and Saturday's opposition have signed uh, Dan and Lindeloo on loan from them lot down the road Southampton he spent the first half of this season at Cheltenham and uh, a lot of fans will, will know exactly who he is he is cup tied for tomorrow's trip uh, in the Papa John's Trophy but will be available for Saturday's uh, league clash at the University of Bolton Stadium. In regards to managerial news, not a lot has come from the weekend for Pompey in search of a new head coach after Danny Cowley was sacked a week ago today. And both uh, Liam Richardson, uh, who's ruled himself out of the running for the role, as well as Anthony Barry, the Chelsea coach, has also uh, declared that he will not be Pompey's new manager. So neither Liam Richardson or uh, Anthony Barry will be the new head coach at Fratton Park. We understand from the weekend Robbie Keane has expressed his interest in the role. Not sure what there is to that. I'm not going to lie. I would be interested in the role. That's not to say it's going to happen. But Robbie Keane apparently is interested. Great to hear. Great to hear. We don't know. We have no more information other than that. But it's set to be another exciting few days in the managerial hunt. Okay. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. Um, we've had so much to get through between six and seven here on the Football Hour this evening. Big thanks to both Tom and Chia for joining me. Uh, score prediction we're going to go with for tomorrow's quarterfinal. We'll start with Tom. What do you reckon? Uh, depends what squad, obviously, we play. But I'm going to go for a 1-1 one, one and um, either side to win on penalties. Pompey to win on penalties, of course it is, Tom. Tom, thank you very much for joining us. Chiv, how do you see this one going? Are Pompey going to make it through to the semis again? Yeah, they are. I'm going with a 3-1 Pompey win. Love it. Thank you very much to both Tom Malley and Ian Chiverton for joining us on the show this evening. For the record, I'm going to go for a slightly closer 2-1 victory for Pompey to make it to the final four of the season's Papa John's Trophy. You can catch all of the unmissable action from the University of Bolton Stadium tomorrow from 7. All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey live. Pompey's run in the FA Cup came to an end against Premier League Spurs. Into the box, 1-2, gets it back, chance for Kane, what a goal! Harry Kane passes it past Griffith, it's a brilliant strike. Their attention still on cup action next though as they travel to Bolton Wanderers. Join us for all of the unmissable action tomorrow evening from 7. Pompey live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. We look forward to hearing from you tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock as part one of Pompey's trips to Bolton Wanderers this week in both the Papa John's Trophy and League One commences. It's the quarter-final stages of the competition. The Blues taking on very tough opponents, Bolton Wanderers, for a place in the final four of this year's Papa John's Trophy. Join us for all of the unmissable action tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock. OK, coming up here on Express FM for the rest of your Monday night. Jeff and Aid are back with the Soft Rock Show straight after the news at 7. They'll be chatting to Kenny Jones from The Faces and we'll also have new music by Kim Edgar, Hayley Griffiths Band and Wigwam as well. That 80 show with Kevin Stokes returns between 9 and 11 later this evening and then tomorrow morning you can wake up with Ian James with Express Breakfast between 6.30 and 
to 10 o'clock. Just great songs, the latest on the roads, travel, weather, sport and news updates all throughout the morning with Ian as well as the Express Rewind Mystery Year from 9 o'clock as well. Paul Marsh is back between 10 and 1 and then the Victory Years returns from 2 through till 4. Mason Jordan presents Drive Time between 4 and 7 o'clock which is of course the return of Pompey Live for the Papa John's Trophy Clash with Bolton Wanderers, the quarter-final stage of the competition. I'll be back on Friday with the next instalment of a Footblower, but until then, have a great evening. Thanks for listening and good night, Pompey fans.